Welcome to Force Points to the Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Erica Pierce to explore the latest in government cybersecurity news and trending topics. Always covered in 15 minutes or less. Now, let's get to the point. Hi, and welcome back to To The Point Cybersecurity. I am one of your hosts, Erica Pierce, and joined, of course, by Eric Trexler. How you doing, Eric? I'm well, Erica. Not always, though. <laughs> yes. We're going to do a few without me today. Yes, yes. So if those of you who have been listening the past few weeks, we are actually recording um, a marathon session of episodes of some great episodes with guests that we have in person. Um, and so I'm very excited about the guests that we have right now. We have Mira Rajavel, um, who is Force Point's Chief Information Officer. Thank you, Mira, for joining us for today's uh, episode. Uh, I'm excited to be here, and I have to kick back on Eric. Let's see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> and a little surprise, because we didn't give you the content ahead of time. Uh, that's a fun part of it. How about it that? It is. We'll, we'll have a good time. <laughs> it's like spin the wheel, right? <laughs> and see what topic we land on. So, $1,000 prize right. coming up, <laughs> right, listeners. Right, right. Watch this. <laughs> So, um, Mira, we're here at Force Point Cybersecurity Leadership Forum. That's the event that we've gathered here and we're recording at. And you just moderated a panel on um, workforce and inclusion. And it's such an important topic. Um, there's actually been a couple of very recent reports that have come out that talked about um, sort of the, the lack of diversity in the cybersecurity field, um, specifically around the lack of, of women. Um, tell me, why do you think diversity, inclusion, why are those such important components for fields such as cybersecurity? I mean, they're important for all fields, of course, but I think there's some specific unique things that um, really make it important in cybersecurity. Absolutely, absolutely. Because when we talk about, I mean, I have to say, you know, if you're a woman in security, at some point in time, you're going to be the person who everybody wants to talk to you about diversity and inclusion. It is not anymore about optics. To me, mm. it's really, truly a business problem. If you kind of think about cybersecurity, take, for example, in Forcepoint, we believe in behavior-centric security. Behavior relates to human. When you're having those behavior lenses to look at it, 50% of a population viewpoint is not included. How good your precision of that protection is going to be? Right. I don't think it's not very good, right? So to me, when we are thinking about it's more and more a business problem. In security specifically, it's an efficacy problem. Are we looking at security from an efficacy lens? And are you having diverse point of views, whether it's from gender, it's from ethnic, it's from age? Your millennials actually uh, interact with their um, electronic devices in a very different way than I have a nine-year-old nephew who interacts with the electronics in a very different way than my 23-year-old mm -hmm. who interacts in a different way than my mom who is a 70-year-old person, very different way. So you really need to think about, you know, this is kind of the places how we are seeing the different threats are coming, how we are seeing the impersonation of uh, data compromises are happening. So all these facets of diversity is very important in security more than technology, in my opinion. It's interesting. I was at dinner last night and, and the conversation was around the kingdom of Saudi Arabia hmm. and women weren't allowed into the workforce and many jobs there until very, very recently. The problem with growth in the kingdom, according to the conversation we were having, is they were keeping 50 percent of the workforce 
Okay. Out of the workforce. Right. How do you transform a nation? Mm-hmm. We've got, Mira, I, I love hearing you say that, you know, 50% of the workforce, because we're leaving 50% of the cybersecurity workforce, or maybe it's 45. It's, it's certainly not evenly balanced. We know that. Off the table. Mm-hmm. What an injustice. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, the director, president of uh, Smart Dubai is a good friend of mine. And I see how Dubai is probably, you know, in the Middle East, accelerating their technology agenda much faster than everyone. Adoption of, call it blockchain or whatever, Mm -hmm. the new technologies that are coming. They had an AI summit recently. And I see how they've completely, to your point, change their workforce because it is actually in certain parts of the world, it's it's different. When you're bringing women mm-hmm. and gender diversity, it's a very different cultural element that plays into it. And companies are recognizing it's not anymore or nations are recognizing is the right word to say. To your point, it's not anymore about being a good optics. We give you equal equality. We want to have you. Yeah, that train's left the station. Who cares? Let's let's get the job done. Let's get the job done. And it is about the business criticality. It's about the safety of our citizens. It's about protecting the nation. All this comes into picture. So I'm going to ask Erica's question. Okay. Because I know it's coming. coming (laughs) What's that? What do we do? Yeah. Like you recognize it. What do you do about it? We've got a problem. What do we do? Yeah, I think, so for me, any problem, recognition of the problem is the first step. Then the possibilities open up very quickly, right? So when you think about what do we do? I always say three things, right? Start from the three things is, number one, look at how to bring the, uh, I'm going to talk about gender first, how to bring more women into the security arena. So when we think about how to bring more women, it's not about going and looking for the perfect candidate because you're not going to see, you don't have a lot of women in the field. And if you're looking for hiring women with the experience of cybersecurity, you're not going to find it. So what are the adjacencies that we should think about opening up? So for example, we are talking about behavior. Human resources is an area where you do see a lot of women Mm -hmm. women leaders and women professionals. And the other area is governance and compliance. You see a lot of folks in the legal area. You also see equally a greater number of people as business analysts. All these are really important aspects, but none of them possess security in their job experience experience today. So if your job description says, I'm looking for cybersecurity, you're not going to find just the three examples. There are many more, just the three examples I gave. You roll out 50% of the population. Exactly. So how do you open up those adjacency and say, okay, what can I do to offer a little bit of education so we can on-ramp that population? You will have a greater success by broadening the pressure a little bit more to bring those folks into the conversation. Number two, create the interest from the bottom up because you do want to expand that funnel. If you expand that funnel, you're solving the future problem. It will not solve today. Going and talking to a middle school kid will not solve my problem today. But if I go and start talking to a broader population and really building that pipe and expanding that pipe, it will solve my problem in, in the future. five, right. ten, yeah. future, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it is getting STEM involvement in the girls start and girls who code. Right. And, yep. and I know that recently the cyber... Um, uh, forum has put together, the New America Forum has put together some structured programs on bringing more girls into the 
technology. It's not just cyber, but it is STEM. And the New America program has put a specific track on cyber to get people interested in that. That's a second way of bringing more people into that. Three is also look at like non-traditional ways, right? I mean, I call it academia is very important in this. How do you start providing uh, programs, whether it is through, you know, structured grad programs, through even enhancement programs? And there is a big population, especially when you talk about women, back to work is a big program. Mm -hmm. I really think like, you know, we don't tap into it. Many women, I mean, including myself, my own personal example, when I had my daughter, I had this mom moment that I said, I'm going to take off and I'm not going to work. And I literally surrendered my resignation. My manager at that time was telling, don't resign the job. Whenever you decide you can come back. I said, no, 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 I'm not going to. I took a year off. I literally took a year off. And after a year, it was something that I, I mean, my personality is, you I was itching. Come back, right? I want yeah. to come back. I knew it, I knew it. I want to come back. Right, but I enjoyed the one year because I have no guilt. Right. I took the year off, but I went in that mindset. But I know my friends at that time, they wanted to stay in the workforce, but they didn't see that path to come back. For me, my manager said, anytime you want to come back, we wanted to have you back. I love that flexibility. Right? I, I didn't even know. I, I In fact, it probably subconsciously played a psych in my head, uh -huh. I have to say. The back-to-work program is another great way. These are experienced folks who have taken one, two, three, four, five years even. They are ready to come back. They're more committed. And those are the folks, when they want to come back, you can take their prior experience, but set them a new trajectory. Mm -hmm. You know, help them with, you know, internship. Right now, that's something that we are planning on running. I mean, you probably are interested in what you're doing with the diversity and inclusion in Force Point. Right. I'm really considering that in running it in our Bangalore office in India, a back-to-work program, because that particular culture has a lot of experienced women for both from family reasons, when they get married, when they're having kids, a lot of them take a break and they want to come back. If you provide an on-ramp, that's another great way to get more gender diversity into the population. So I love that. So that actually um, was one of the things that the New America report mentioned was targeting um, women who had either taken time off from the um, workforce for, you know, to take half children or for whatever reason, or also targeting women who were looking for second careers. And so those stood out to me as, huh, those, that's an interesting way to um, increase diversity. And so it's phenomenal that you're, you know, you're already thinking that way, especially um, globally, about how you can um, include those types of programs, um, you know, into a corporate initiative. So that, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, And the great part, Erica, is Mira chairs or leads the effort, the initiative within Forcepoint. Oh, that's fantastic. Right? So the diversity and inclusion effort is, is, is run by Mira. So it's really exciting. You and can hear have, the passion. And, <laughs> absolutely. It's like everybody's. We all have. And it, we just started. In my opinion, we are probably in kindergarten. We have a long way to go, but we'll get there. So question, how did you get into cybersecurity just out of curiosity? I think uh, for me, um, I should say I came into technology and eventually it got more zoomed into mm -hmm. cybersecurity. And it again, it all for everybody, you're seeing something. For me, the, the love for computer happened when I was in my 10th grade. Uh, my neighbor had this little, uh, you know, we used to plug into our TV for playing games. And first time I saw him coding basics and a boy next door 
and I was told, well, you're not going to learn it. I said, no, I'll show you how I learn it and I'll kick your back. And I did. And I, I got better than him at it. And I said, I'm, I'm going to be a computer science engineer. And uh, that's how I got into computer science. I mean, I loved programming. For me, programming was, I think I'm more of a logic person. Uh, so it was really, really, mm -hmm. you know, intriguing. Like I could solve and I can make things go faster. I could do calculations faster. I loved math. And I loved, I'm not a biology person, but now I love reading about biology, but I was not then. So it's all about physics and math mm -hmm. and logic. And mm -hmm. it felt Problem very solving. natural, yeah. very natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah, today, I mean, you're always, that's probably rightly said, it's always a problem solving. Mm -hmm. There's no problem. My husband says I create one to solve it. But <laughs> so it started with a boy and a right. challenge. <laughs> In 10th <That's> grade. <laughs> Well, wow. Well, you're still kicking butt, in my opinion. So Absolutely. <laughs> Did I do that? Sometimes mine. Yeah. Sometimes mine, but that's okay. <laughs> Only when necessary, so it happens. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mir, for being on the podcast today. This has been fantastic. And, you know, it, it, again, this is such an important issue. Um, I'm always, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest and transparent. Um, I have, whenever Eric and I do our podcast every week, uh, I always get excited when we have a woman on the podcast yeah. because, I mean, frankly, it is mostly dominated by men in terms of even some of our guests. So it's always great when we can have a woman's voice to uh, speak to these issues and really talk about how we can how we can continue to disrupt this field. Erica, I sense another book in the making. <laughs> we can do women, girl, maybe yeah. something about girls to get them into yeah, the space into the <laughs> instead of millennials yes, this time. Yes, yes, that's You can hit right. Gen Z now. Yeah. Cover it all, cover it all. <laughs> Well, thank, thank you for you, having me. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Thank you. And thank you all for listening this week. Continue to tune in every week to To The Point Cybersecurity. Thanks and have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Google Play Store. 